Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, well, welcome to World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. It is great to be with you. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. This is our Friday patented Premier League pundits preview and prognostication predictions show. Philosophies for you. Uh, so it is Friday. We do have a whole slate of Premier League matches coming up this weekend. I'm going to go through them in detail with you, give you my picks, my selections. And also, if you want to place a small wager or two, I'll give you some money lines courtesy of our title sponsor betonline.ag and if you want to put a little money on the game maybe I will provide you with a decent place to put it I've done pretty well over the last few weeks I hope to continue that's that uh, uh, continue that tradition I had trouble thinking there for a minute some big matches coming up this weekend of course the big one is on Sunday at Anfield where Liverpool will host Manchester United for a match that really has all sorts of implications but I think in many respects some of those implications may be a little bit overblown and I'll tell you why plus some other interesting matches we've got a big London derby um, at Craven Cottage where Fulham will host Chelsea Leicester hosting Southampton Southampton coming off a win over Liverpool uh, that should be a fascinating match. Wolves hope to get their get their season back on track with a, a visit from West Bromwich Albion. We got Leeds Brighton, we got West Ham Burnley, uh, we got Sheffield Tottenham, uh, Manchester City Crystal Palace, and then we'll be back on the air on Monday evening. So actually, we're going to have to do the Monday matches as well. You see how this the prep on this show works? Look at that. Hey, guys, we're going to have to do yes, we're going to have to do the Monday matches as well, because they'll be over by the time we come back. So we do have some uh, matches on Monday and matches all through next week. So Premier League coming fast and furious. This is World Soccer Radio. By the way, I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the Sports uh, Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network. Uh, welcome them to the show. All right. Uh, we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to step aside, gather my thoughts. I'll get those Monday match uh, uh, odds printed out. And I'll be right back to kick it all off here on World Soccer Radio. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. You know, so the sad news today that Sylvain Sylvain of the New York Dolls has passed away. Uh, The guitarist, uh, he's, I guess there are only two of the original, there were only two of the original Dolls remaining. Now uh, David Johansson is the only one left. Very sad, a kind of a seminal band. Sort of they were punk before punk, they were glam before glam. Uh, Probably put some New York Dolls on our playlist here. And also, sad note that... um, Siegfried, uh, Siegfried Fischbacher, the other side of Siegfried and Roy, uh, as you, I'm sure, have you know, remember Roy Horn getting bitten by his tiger a number of years ago. Sadly, he died of COVID uh, earlier on in the epidemic, and now his partner, uh, Siegfried Fischbacher, has uh, passed away of pancreatic cancer, a terrible disease, I might add, that uh, took 
the life of my father and my first cousin and a lot of and my, my dear friend uh, Stephen Stryker. Uh, very, very terrible disease. But anyway, very sad uh, about the loss of uh, these two gentlemen, uh, particularly here in Las Vegas, uh, Siegfried. Uh, see the Siegfried and Roy show really did so much for uh, Las Vegas. Speaking of Las Vegas, we are the home of betting and sports betting, but you know, the Super Bowl, it's right around the corner. If you're not in Vegas and you're looking at a place to bet on any of the sports that are going on, and we're talking about also uh, Premier League, uh, Champions League, all the European leagues, of course, going on. We've got the NBA happening little college basketball. Anyway, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock in that sports bet that you are desperate to make. They've got game spreads, uh, totals, teams, player, coaching props. they got it all. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, they have an online casino as well, which never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and make bet online your online sportsbook experts. And as I do tell you often, make sports betting a pastime and not a lifestyle. Okay, so I've been corrected by my staff here during the break. My, I have a great crew here. During the break, they told me, Nick, you're crazy. There are no Monday matches. The matches are Tuesday. And, of course, they're quite right. So when I said I would come back and give you the odds for the Monday matches, I'm going to do that because there are none. <laughs> so it's all Tuesday. And Tuesday we have West, uh, West Ham, West Brom, and Leicester Chelsea, which is a fascinating match at the KP. But I will give you those predictions on Monday when we go back and look at how we did over the weekend, and we'll look forward to the matches on Tuesday and Wednesday, I might add, uh, because... There are matches on Wednesday as well, City, Villa, and Fulham, Man United, as well as Thursday, Liverpool, Burnley. So we have Premier League matches all throughout the week and all throughout the weekend. A cup before we get into the matches and my patented Premier League pundits prognostication and prediction show. For a lot of peas for you. Before we get into that, let's talk about some news going around the world of football because there's some interesting stuff. First of all, it seems like Gareth Bale's time at uh, the his his return to Tottenham, uh, which has not exactly been, shall we say, um, covered in glory. He is on a loan deal from Real Madrid where he's on huge wages. Uh, but uh, the Times are reporting that uh, Tottenham are unlikely to extend his loan deal. He is 31 it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He's going to go back to Madrid. I don't know how much longer is left on his contract, but he may end up just sort of sitting a season and then leaving on a free and, and going somewhere else as his career winds down, which is fascinating because, you know, this was a guy who kind of, you know, went to Real Madrid and then just sort of, for some reason, probably because he wasn't Spanish, just didn't check all the boxes for them. I mean, you remember that Champions League final goal he scored against Liverpool, that bicycle kick? I mean, this is a guy that is just dripping with talent. Yeah, he's had some injuries, for sure, no doubt about it. But, you know, it was just a function of never really fitting in at the Spanish club that uh, was sort of where he went to seek the pinnacle of his career, and as a result, I think he ended up with his best career years sort of fighting for the recognition 
that I think he really deserved but never got. And I think it's kind of a cautionary tale for those players that might look to going to, you know, the Catalan Giants or, you know, the big team from Madrid that are not Spanish, that are not Spanish speakers, that I think they're going to find that it's a much less inviting environment than the Premier League. And, you know, we talk about... Um, you know, we talk about uh, the issues in the Premier League in terms of racism, in terms of... Uh, in, 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 in terms of, uh, you know, the, uh, whether it's a welcoming or unwelcoming environment. And, and actually, I think, you know... You look at the success of English players in Spain, it's not great. It's really not great. And I think part of that is that there's a sort of built-in bias against non-Spanish-speaking players. That's my take on it. By the way, love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. But that's my take. Um, a couple of other uh, interesting story being reported by ESPN that um, uh, uh, Idi Onagalo, who is a Nigerian international, He's, you know, at 31 years old. He's sort of towards the end of his career. He is um, on loan at United from uh, Shanghai Shenhua. And he is saying he wants to go to MLS. And I think it's interesting and really tone deaf uh, if he understands that MLS right now has no money, is in a, the middle of a uh, potential labor dispute with the players' union, and, you know, lost a billion dollars last year. I would probably be setting my sights elsewhere and, uh, you know, maybe going back to China and picking up a big paycheck is not a bad idea, but um, we will see. Some other interesting news, uh, there is discussion about Dayot Upamakano, who's a 22-year-old French centre-back, uh, who is with Red Bull Leipzig. This guy is considered sort of the next Virgil van Dyke, And he's available in the summer for $37.5 million because he can leave. That's when his release clause will trigger. A lot of teams are looking. Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Bayern Munich. By the way, this is being reported by The Guardian. I have to think that given what's happened to Liverpool this season and the fact that they are in a title race, in fairness, that they should not be in. And you could argue about this all you want. And right now they're not winning the title race, they're coming second in the title race. You'd have to think that they may be looking for more defensive cover. And if that's the case, will Fenway Sports Group be willing to shell out the nearly £40 million to pick up Upamecano, uh, I think possibly they will. More likely then than Chelsea, who spent a ton of money uh, in the transfer window last year, or United, um, or Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich might be their biggest rivalry for that, but we'll see. Uh, in other news, Neymar looking to extend his contract at PSG. That's being reported by Sky News. That's no surprise there, particularly given the fact that they're about to, they're going to attempt to reunite him with the diminutive Argentinian himself, um, Lionel Messi. So we will see what happens. But yeah, no surprises there. Um, PSG looking to bulk up. All right. Um, 
I am going to step aside, take a break here. When we come back, we'll start looking at our match predictions for Saturday and Sunday. We're going to start at Molyneux, West Wolves versus West Brom. Just a couple of programming notes, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on Sports Overnight America. I'm here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, plus our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. And if you miss any part of this show, it's available immediately at its conclusion on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. So be sure to check us out there. All right, I'll get the notes together. I promise I'm not going to talk about matches that don't exist, uh, so we won't be talking about Monday matches. (laughs) We'll talk about Saturday and Sunday when we come back on World Soccer Radio. One, two, three, four. Great job, guys. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the New York Dolls. Uh, we're discussing the death of Sylvan Sylvan, the New York Dolls guitarist, at the age of about 67 years old. Uh, so sad. Uh, one of the seminal sort of pre-punk, pre-glam bands, uh, the New York Dolls, uh, the only one surviving member. But that was trash from the New York Dolls. I told you we'd try to play some. That's great. Welcome back to the show. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Um, And look, before we get on with the show, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of other podcasts on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. First, there there is uh, BSI the podcast. Now, this is hosted by former and current USL and MLS players, Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ike Opara. This is a really fun show. The hosts, they call up a weekly guest. They talk current events, uh, sports, soccer, uh, you know, movies, politics, behind-the-scenes stories. It's it's actually a really fun show. And then they've got a section called Ike's Interrogation where they pepper the guest with machine-gun-style questions that they've taken in advance from their listeners on social media. It's a great show. You'll enjoy it. But you don't also want to miss Shep Messing, the Daily Cast, because if you know anything about soccer in the United States, you will know Shep Messing, an absolute legend of the game. Two stints with the New York, I would say the New York Dolls, but actually the New York Cosmos. Uh, the second of those stints with uh, a certain player named Pele, who I would be shocked if you didn't know who that is. Shep is a legend of the game, a legendary broadcaster, a legendary New York soccer figure, and of course his show does deal a lot with uh, the New York Red Bulls. But when they're not in season, he also talks uh, U.S. soccer in general in the global game, so check it out. So if you're a protector of the Passaic, if you're a soccer fan or even just a sports fan, you want to check out BSI the podcast, the Shep Messing Daily cast, and of course this show, World Soccer Radio, Check us out, download us all, put us on your subscribe list. You can do that wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to us there or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just go to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, look us up, Believe Podcasts, and you'll find us there. Now let's get back to the show. Premier League action. Let's start at Molyneux where Wolverhampton Wanderers will be hosting West Bromwich Albion. I'm sorry for uh, inadvertently hitting my microphone and blowing out your eardrums. You'll get over it, I'm sure. Uh, West Brom have been, uh, pardon me, Wolverhampton Wanderers have been uh, a real disappointment of late. Um, They started off the season really brightly. I mean, they were up in sixth spot uh, about the end of October, around Halloween. Since that time, 
in 11 games, they've won only two. They beat Arsenal. They beat Chelsea. I mean, two teams, you know, they get up for the big games. But other than that, it's been awful. I mean, they lost to Leicester. They lost to Liverpool. Okay. They lost to Villa. Burnley. They drew uh, Tottenham. They lost to United. They drew Brighton, which they never should have done, and they did lose to Everton. So you could say that they've had a rough fixture schedule, and that is true. And they are definitely underperforming. What they need in this match at Molyneux, at home, is a big win. And they are coming up against a team in West Bromwich Albion that, let's face it, is just not great. One win on the season for West Brom. Last two matches were a 4-0 drubbing at home at the hands of Arsenal. Before then, a 5-0 drubbing at home at the hands of Leeds United. Um, they did get that big draw against Liverpool, which I think shocked everybody. But before then, they conceded three goals at home against Aston Villa. So, you know, this is another one where West Brom are just shipping an enormous amount of goals. So three, four, uh, that's nine... That's 13 goals in five games. There's no way that they're going to win this match. I'm just telling you that right now. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give you my less than surprising prediction for that. And Wolves' problem, of course, if you look at Wolves uh, on the side of Wolves, is that they're just not scoring goals because, obviously, um, Raul Jimenez... His head injury has been out since November. That's been their biggest problem. I mean, it's not that Nuno Espirito uh, Santo is not a good manager because he is. He just doesn't really have the depth that he needs. And with Jimenez out, he's in trouble. Uh, Wolves struggling to score. Uh, but on the other hand, West Brom, I mean, as I said, they're just conceding goals left, right, and center. And, um, you know, Sam Allardyce, well, I, th I think uh, it may be a bridge too far uh, for Big Sam with this one. Um they have started to sign a few players. I believe they just signed Robert Snodgrass, but I don't think he's going to be in the lineup. They're going to have to do something. Let's see what uh, West Brom's ownership do for Big Sam if they give him any ammunition to work with. But either way, as I said, this is going to be a Wolves win. I definitely believe that at minus 166. Not bad odds, but it's kind of a sure thing to me. But we'll see. There's never a sure, sure thing, as you know, in any of these games. The next matchup is a fascinating one. If you are into goal scoring, uh, and if you want to look at what some nice, juicy, fat odds here, because Leeds versus Brighton, this is at Ellen Road. Um, you know, Leeds just went down to Crawley in the FA Cup, if you remember that uh, uh, earlier on. But the one thing that Leeds do is they generate a lot of chances, and they do score a lot of goals and remember in the FA Cup Brighton only just snuck by uh, New, uh, Newport which is a League 2 team I thought Brighton were okay against uh, Man City on Wednesday they did lose 1-0 uh, but I just think they have trouble winning games I don't see them winning this game I think Bielsa's side you know <laughs> the way I look at Leeds United is this they are like playing with uh, firecrackers or, 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 or a bomb. You, you, you just don't know what you're going to get 
on the defensive side with this team, but they are always exciting. They play a really fast-paced football. They come out to play. They come out to score goals. And you know what? They are going to do exactly that against Brighton, who are hopefully would love three points here because it's a great opportunity for them to get some distance between Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield because we just mentioned Fulham playing Wolves. Uh, pardon me, West Brom playing Wolves, Fulham playing Chelsea, and Sheffield playing Tottenham. So it, it seems unlikely that the bottom three are going to get points. So if Brighton can get points here, they can start to get some distance between them and the drop zone. But I don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, they've conceded uh, 29 goals on the season. They're not scoring that many goals. They've only scored 21. On the other hand, if you look at Leeds United, I mean, look at this. They've scored 30 goals in the season. Now, they have conceded 33. So I'm actually going to give you a scoreline on this one. I'm going to say that for my money, uh, and it will be my money, I think this is 2-1 Leeds United. 2 or 3-1 Leeds United. Now, uh, the, it's three goals are the totals on this one. The over is plus 105. The under is minus 125. I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm going to say it's 3-1. I think Leeds will win. There is plus money all the way down. Plus 117 for Leeds, plus 235 for Brighton. The draw plus 225. By the way, these uh, money lines and odds are coming courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, uh, let's move along to the next match. West Ham will face Burnley. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is at West Ham because it's their name comes first. Yes, this is at the London Stadium. Um, and, you know, Burnley are one of those teams that are interesting. I mean, they were super con- competitive and against United. I thought United really had to labor to beat them. It took that Pog- Pogba goal to give United the points. Burnley are one of these teams whose results, I think, belie maybe some of their performances. Keep in mind, they did beat Sheffield. They did beat Wolves. Uh, they lost to uh, Leeds United. Only 1-0, though, and they drew Aston Villa. I quite like Burnley. This side is not all that bad. Having said that, uh, they will make things tough for West Ham. But West Ham, on the other hand, you know, look, they beat Everton 1-0. They drew Southampton. They drew Brighton. Okay, they lost 3-0 to Chelsea. And before that, they had a, a decent draw against Crystal Palace. West Ham becoming a bit of a draw specialist. They're not conceding that many goals. They're not scoring that many goals. And right now, let's take a look. West Ham are favorites at minus 120. But I am going to go out on a limb here. Uh, this is uh, just my counterintuitiveness here. I don't think Burnley are going to win this match. At plus 340, if you want to bet them, you'd probably be happy if they did. But I'm actually going to go with a draw here. There's something about West Ham United. First of all, they are becoming a bit of a draw specialist. Second of all, they just don't play with enough abandon for me to put a well-organized team like Burnley to the sword. I just don't see it. And Burnley can score, so I think they will score. So for my prediction on this one is going to be a draw. All right, I think I only have a minute left. I don't want to get into any other matches because uh, we've got some great ones still on Saturday in Fulham, Chelsea, Leicester, Southampton. Then Sunday, we've got Sheffield United, Tottenham, Liverpool United, and City Palace. So we'll cover all of those games on the other side of the break. So just about 
30 seconds to spare, so why don't you do me a favor? Send me a tweet, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what's going on. Uh, let me know what your predictions were for the weekend. And uh, you can certainly look down at mine and see how I did. Let's have a discussion. Also, love to hear from you about your top four predictions. How do you think it's all going to work out as we get down the road here? Remember, 38-game season, we've still got 20 or 21 games to play, sometimes 22 games for some of these teams like Burnley that have only played 16 like Burnley and Fulham. All right, lots to get to when we come back. Uh, we'll talk Craven Cottage and the visit of Chelsea Football Club to Fulham. Be right back after this. It's 2021. People can acquire self-driving cars, eat burgers made out of plants, even fly to space in rocket ships if they have the money for it. So if you could do all this futuristic stuff today, the very least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan or device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. By the way, you can also find us on uh, our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'd like to welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And uh, if you're listening on one of the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, we welcome you to the show. I'm on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, and I am with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again midnight, Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on Sports Overnight America to talk the beautiful game with you. Uh, this, of course, our Friday preview show as we look at all the Premier League matches coming up over the weekend. We have uh, taken care of Wolves, West Brom, Leeds, Brighton, West Ham, Burnley. Uh, let's go to Craven Cottage now, where Fulham will be hosting Chelsea and a couple of things to keep in mind. I do mention this quite a bit when I talk about Fulham at home. That is one of the smallest pitches in the Premier League. Craven Cottage is a very narrow and tight pitch. And the way Fulham play, highly compressed, is they force a lot of the play straight up the middle. So it's very much a home pitch for me, the way I look at it, is it's, it's much easier for Fulham at home. And they are, I mean, we talk about draw specialists, right? Uh, they have eight draws on the season, which I believe, uh, do they have eight draws? There's six draws on the season, excuse me, which I believe makes them the number one draw specialist in the league, out, along with Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, and Brighton have eight. So Brighton have a little bit more than they do. But yeah, they're drawing a lot of games, including, I might add, uh, the last five five matches in a row. So on the back of that defeat uh, away at the Etihad to City, They've drawn the last five games in a row. And interestingly enough, uh, they haven't been conceding all that many goals in those games. Even against teams like Tottenham, for example, and Liverpool, 
Uh, they've only conceded one goal to each. I don't think this is going to be different. Plus, they're finding a Chelsea squad, although replete and loaded with talent, uh, this team having a little bit of problems. Since the beginning of December, where they were right up, they beat Leeds 3-1, they were third in the table, they were flying high, and they'd lost only one match on the season. I think everyone was talking about, myself included, Chelsea as potential title contenders. It's been uh, all gone pear-shaped in the last, uh, what? Uh, what is that, six or seven games? Six games? They've won one, drawn one, lost four. Most recently losing 3-1 to City, then a 1-1 draw with Villa, before then a 3-1 loss to Arsenal. Um, They did beat West Ham, but then they lost to Wolves and they lost to Everton. This is a difficult match for Chelsea. Uh, They are definitely in a rough patch. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they uh, did beat Morecambe in the FA Cup, so maybe getting a sniff of goals and victory is good. But this is different. This is Fulham at Craven Cottage. Tight pitch, difficult to play, difficult to get expansive. Uh, I'm going to go with a draw here, folks. And at plus 320, again, money line courtesy of betonline.ag. I think this is delicious value. A mouth-watering little draw, uh, plus 320 on this one. Uh, For your edification, Fulham to win a plus 380. The Chelsea to win a minus 185. The over-under is three, and right now the odds makers are thinking it's going to be under, and I think I agree. So, uh, nil-nil, a one-one, that's how I see this one. Okay, next match up, uh, let's go to the King Power, Southampton. They have not lost on the road since they were beaten at Palace on, I believe, day one of the season. Southampton are a wonderful club to watch. They're playing great football. They're coming off that massive, massive victory against Liverpool, 1-0 at home at St. Mary's. And they are facing a Leicester City side, though, under Brendan Rodgers, that has belief, uh, that has good results under its belt, that's lost one in the last five, coming off a victory against Newcastle, and that has Jamie Vardy's. However, their home form for Leicester City is not that great. I am mixed on this game. Leicester City score a lot of goals, and Southampton necessarily don't. But Southampton are a very tight team defensively. I mean, City have conceded 13 goals... Tottenham 16, Southampton 19. It's it's a really good defensive record. They're a solid defensive team. In the goal-scoring area is where they're not great, but Leicester City don't really concede goals either. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb here, I'm going to say Leicester City are going to win this match at home at minus 125. I think there's a reasonable value for a nice wager there because... Um, I think Brendan Rodgers will find a way to write the home form, and I think this is a perfect perfect match to do this. Because, you know, um, Southampton aren't one of these teams that Leicester City's going to come in and sort of expect to beat. They know they're going to have to fight hard to beat them, and I do believe that they will do exactly that. All right, next up, uh, Villa Park, Villa Everton. That match actually has been uh, postponed because of the COVID-19 issues continuing at Aston Villa. This is an ongoing issue. Uh, Aston Villa, if we look at the fixture list, 
are, I think, the leading holder of cancelled games, right? <laughs> they have game against, home game against Spurs, the home game against Everton. Um, oh, Southampton as well have two, by the way. So do Man City. So, okay, Man City, Everton, uh, Southampton. Yeah, so, okay, we'll give Southampton with two as well. Um, but let's move on to the next one. Let's go to Bramall Lane, where Sheffield United uh, are going to face Tottenham Hotspur. Sheffield got their first win against Newcastle, and that is a whole discussion in and of itself, Newcastle. Uh, what is going on there? Uh, that is probably the most uninspiring team in the Premier League, I have to tell you. To lose, to give Sheffield United their first win is a bit disgraceful. Let's admit that. But here they're facing Tottenham Hotspur, uh, coming off a 1-1 uh, at-home draw against Fulham, which surprised me because I thought the expansive side of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, the pace that Tottenham have, really spoke well to Fulham. But they've definitely come off the boil of late, Tottenham. Since the middle of December, they've just not been great. They've won one match in their last five. Um, and, you know, again, that was coming off a largely unbeaten season. I think they lost the first game of the season. So um, I have to think that if you combine Tottenham having to go to Bramall Lane to face Sheffield... Sheffield are just coming off their first win. And, you know, we've been looking at Sheffield United. They're not a good team. We know that. But really, 17, 16 losses and one draw and one win. I don't think, I don't think that those results are indicative of necessarily of the team. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're going to stay up. I'm just saying I think the results, I think they played better than their results showed. So... Uh, hosting Tottenham, one would immediately think that, you know, it's bad news for Sheffield, who conceded 29 goals and only scored nine, coming up against a team that scored 30 goals and conceded 16. I have to tell you, I think it's going to be bad luck for Sheffield United. I'm going to pick Tottenham, minus 161. Um, you know, anytime you get Kane and Son out there, anything can happen. And I think Mourinho's too wily of a character to go to Sheffield United and not take all three points. Let's talk about the biggie, shall we? Anfield, Liverpool, Man United. I am of two minds of this one. Liverpool, clearly a team right now not in great form. Having said that, you know, they have lost only two games on the season. They they did lose to Southampton, and, you know, that was a tight game, let's be honest. Drew Newcastle, which was a shocker. Drew West Brom, which was a shocker. But before then, they slammed Crystal Palace. They beat Tottenham 2-1. It's hard to know with this Liverpool team whether the front... We, I talked about this, I think, on Wednesday. The issue really is with Liverpool. Can they make up for their defensive weaknesses? And again, you know, we're talking about Fabinho and Jordan Henderson playing as central defenders. By that potent attacking front three of Salah, Firmino, and Sadeo Mane. And that's not been happening, and that's why the results have gone a little sour. The attack has been blunted somewhat, and that's put a lot of pressure defensively on Liverpool. And they have conceded uh, 30, uh, 21 goals on the season. 
Now, admittedly, that's less than United, and they've scored more than United, but if you look at United's current form, they are a very much a different animal. Wins against Wolves, wins against Aston Villa, wins against Burnley. The thing about it is these wins have been tight. And we've talked about United. I've talked about United. I've told you how in their schedule, when they play teams like Tottenham, like Arsenal, like Chelsea, like City, like Leicester, they haven't won. They've been beating teams like Burnley and Leeds and Sheffield and West Ham and Southampton and Everton and Newcastle. And those are the teams you expect them. This is the acid test. This is at Anfield. One side of me says a draw. One side of me says... All three points to Liverpool in the title race is back on. Liverpool, minus 109, the bookmaker's favorites. Not by much, though. Keep that in mind. That is not a huge margin, minus 109. By the same token, Visitors United, plus 265. Liverpool haven't lost at Anfield till, since 2017. And whenever we talk about this, I always think in my head, this is when it's going to happen. And the draw, plus 240. And then we can start to talk about some of the other issues. Like the referee, who has given, what, like 10 penalties to United, none to Liverpool. That's Paul Tierney. Excuse me. He's uh, five penalties been given to United in the last 10 matches. Never given a penalty to Liverpool. I, I, I know it's silly, but these are the sorts of things we look at. Do you think United have... Can Bruno Fernandes, uh, you know, tear through Liverpool's defence? Probably. Can Man United's defence keep out Liverpool's front three? Probably not. I tell you what, I'm going to go on a limb here. These big matches generally end in draws. I'm going to see a draw, plus 240. Next up, the Etihad. Man City will face Crystal Palace. This one isn't really not all that much to discuss, despite the fact that Man City are doing what Man City don't usually do, which is not score that many goals. Uh, I mean, Crystal Palace... You know how they're going to play. You know how they come out. They're kind of a one-dimensional team. They can be tough to play against. They do have counter-attacking. And if you look at who City have got coming up, Villa, West Brom, Sheffield, and Burnley, I mean, listen, you've got to look at City. Anyway, I'm going to take City for this, plus, uh, minus 556. I see we're almost out of time. There's my pick. All right, when we come back on World Soccer Radio, I'll recap all my picks. We'll round it out. And I'll speak to you on the other side. Right, welcome back to the show. I'd like to thank our sponsors, betonline.ag, for making this show possible. It's uh, fabulous to be with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time for all you early birds on Sports Overnight America. I've given you all my match predictions for the weekend. For And again, no Monday predictions, despite what I told you at the Open. I know I'm an idiot, but there we go. 
All right, so I'll give them to you. Let me recap. Uh, Molyneux, Wolves, West Brom. I'm picking Wolves at minus 166. Get their season back on track. Uh, Leeds, Brighton. You've got to take Leeds at plus 117. And likely the over. Love the way Leeds play. Very exciting as always. Um, at the London Stadium, West Ham United, Burnley. I am saying a draw. Boy, Burnley were unlucky not to take a point out of their Manchester United match. Plus 340 for Burnley, plus minus 120 for West Ham, but I'm taking the draw at plus 230. Craven Cottage, Fulham, Chelsea. I'm taking another draw. It's difficult to play teams at Craven Cottage. It's such a narrow and small pitch. It kind of negates a lot of the expansive speed type of play that a team like Chelsea will have. At the King Power, I'm predicting Leicester. Oh, by the way, that draw plus 320. At the KP, Leicester will beat Southampton, per my prediction, at minus 125. Some nice value there. Sheffield United, Tottenham. Tottenham will head to Bramall Lane. I predict they will take all three points, minus 161. I believe the odds makers will agree with me. At Anfield, the big match of the weekend, Liverpool, Man United, 11.30 a.m. on the Pacific, on Pacific Coast time. Uh... 2.30 p.m. East Coast time. You want to definitely check that out. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe that's the 8.30 That's the 8:30 a.m. Excuse me, match Pacific time. Uh, Liverpool United, I'm picking the draw, plus 2.40. And finally, at the Etihad, Man City, Crystal Palace. I'm taking Man City to continue their run of form. All right, well, we'll go out then to the clash. Janie Jones will change here for you my favorite songs uh i'll be back with you on monday let's look back at how i did and i'll give you tuesday's predictions this has been world soccer radio presented by betonline.ag have a great weekend enjoy the football Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.